I remembered. I was like, oh, that's right. When I was a teenager, in all kinds of crap was hitting the fan in, in my family life and, and stuff, I every day when I got home from school, I'd go for a hike in the hills behind our house. But I remember I, I would do that every day. I wonder if that was some way... Huh. For yeah. for me and you know as, as a teenager just trying to let things kind of work out or something, but yeah. yeah, and I always felt so much better when I got when I got home. Welcome to the Why We Hike podcast, where we explore the highs, the lows, and the whys for going outside. I'm your host Ford Thunder Erickson, and boy howdy, that intro rhymed real good. Let's do some talking. Can you hear that river? Ah, that's a real river. It's not a sound effect. And do you hear this person? Hello. It's a real person. (laughs) Not a sound effect of a person. It is the sound of my friend, Heidi Heydrich. Say hello, Heidi. How's it going, everybody out there? So Heidi and I are currently sitting. Let's see, where where are we right now, Heidi? We are right where Red Creek meets the Verde River in the beautiful Tonto National Forest. Where the heck? Where the heck is the Tonto National Forest? Ah, uh, it's pretty much kind of right in the middle of Arizona. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're right here in the middle of nowhere here. Beautiful spot though. Beautiful night. Out here in the Sonoran Desert, we got the silhouettes of the Saguaro cactus looking over us. Clear, starry night. Not too many bugs. Not too bad. It's actually pretty great. Yeah. So we're right here next to the Verde River and Red Creek, literally right in front of us. Ah, Pretty great. So we thought, uh, I've been trying to track down Heidi for a little while to do an interview. She's a very interesting person. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been trying to track her down for a little while, so finally got her cornered out here in the wilderness. So I thought it'd be a good time to do a podcast. So, <coughs> Heidi, I work with her at the Anasazi Foundation, and she's been working here for approximately uh, 65 years. Is that? <laughs> Feels like that some days. <laughs> <laughs> so Heidi, I mean, I even heard her say it today. I'm never totally sure exactly what she does, but I know she does kind of everything at Anasazi. Uh, so like currently we're, we're scouting different routes uh, out here in the Arizona wilderness for our program to be able to work in. So she does a lot. I, it seems like I'd be willing to wager that probably out of most people out here, not that I know all the people who wander around out here, but I'd be willing to wager that Heidi knows the Tonto National Forest at least the areas that we work in, which are some pretty big areas, as good or better than just about anyone. What do you say to that, Heidi? I, I, I think you're actually right. I will, ad- <laughs> I will, I will admit, uh, I don't actually really need maps anymore when I come out here because I just kind of, I know it. It's like coming back to an old friend. So, mm. yeah. yes, I, I remember when everything clicked in my head and I was suddenly like, Oh my gosh, that's that mason, that's that mason, that's that mountain and that mountain and I was like I don't I don't need maps anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and like we don't we're not hiking on trails. So you could say like, ah well, you know, if you just know the trails. No, I mean she's just hiking 
down a river and over a mesa and across this desert and you know mm -hmm. so yeah she spent a lot of time out here so it's pretty cool but that's not all that she does she's done a lot of hiking in her day uh most recently was it about a month ago or so you did a solo trek across the superstition mountains yeah was that about a month ago or so yeah well uh, what was that like it was interesting. I did the yeah, I did the Arizona Trail across the superstition section and uh it was it was a fun couple of days. Um let's see, the first day the wind was gusting so hard I swear it was trying to blow me off the side of the mountain. Um I've never had to work that hard to try and stay on a trail in my life. And um and then the second day everybody kept warning me as they were as they were going northbound and I was going southbound and everybody kept warning me like oh the the trail's kind of a creek and it's it's pretty muddy and I'm like okay yeah you know like I experienced some of that on the JMT so okay and but it was really weird experiencing that in the superstitions when I finally got to it and the trail really was a creek and there was still snow in yeah March in Arizona in the mountains it was very surreal <laughs> it was really surreal yeah it was a heavy uh heavy rain and surprisingly snow year out here yeah so i experienced that as well i mean i haven't been here nearly as long as you have but i had never seen snow capped peaks in the superstition mountains before not like that yeah never never like that yeah it's crazy um but yeah like she mentioned she has also hiked the john muir trail in california um she's she's done a lot of stuff She's been a little, bit, a little bit of all over the place um, out here, in America at least. Um, a little bit internationally. They, I've done some a couple of backpacking trips in New Zealand and a couple of... I hiked a volcano in Guatemala and wow. hiked to the top of an island in Peru. I guess, I've, I, guess I have done a little bit of international. <laughs> like, I haven't realized yeah. how much I've done. Yeah, she has been everywhere. <laughs> so how did this start did were you did you grow up doing stuff like this did your family do things like this or you know hiking being outdoors and stuff or did you kind of where did it all come from how, why are you the way you are <laughs> well sorry that sounded negative but <laughs> that's, that's, that's what i'm wondering <laughs> that's, a, that's what? a loaded question that's, <laughs> we might be here all night yeah hey one. it's gonna be a long podcast <laughs> Um, no, I, I grew up hiking and camping as far as I can remember. Um, one of my earliest memories, I think I was like three or four, my parents took us on a, a road trip slash camping trip up the California and Oregon coast. And, uh, I remember little snippets of that. Um, but yeah, so I always grew up, I grew up near Lake Tahoe. So the Sierras were right there and we were out in them all the time. Didn't matter if it was rain snow sun you know like we were just in it and uh and then my dad finally uh took us actually backpacking when i was about 13 he was so excited to buy us our first uh backpacks which back then were the nice you know big external frame kind of kelty yeah. style yeah. and and he was thrilled the day he could buy me my first actual legitimate pair of hiking boots because my feet had kind of stopped growing. <laughs> and so yeah. he forked out a pretty good chunk of change to buy me a pair of Vasques. That was my first pair of hiking boots. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, But, yeah, so I just kind of always grew up in the outdoors. It's kind of 
second second nature for me. Huh. So. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, I I think it's interesting because I feel like everyone I talk to has a completely different story, so I really don't know what to expect. Like when I interviewed Lexi Newby, you know, who's done a lot of stuff. She said before she did the Pacific Crest Trail, she thinks she had maybe camped once in her life, which blows my mind. And so I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. That's so, crazy. Um, so I don't know. I guess I got a few questions. We actually just, <laughs> just before I started recording for like a half an hour straight, we're having like an amazing conversation, but all this awesome stuff. But I was eating my chicken teriyaki here. And I didn't know how to hold the microphone and eat my meal at the same time. So we're trying to sort of recreate that conversation, even though, so I don't know, trying to make it feel organic. It was a great conversation. You were talking about, what was it again, the ED something? Oh, um, yeah, EM, EMDR. EMDR. Yeah. What in the heck is that? Um, it's just a therapy technique um, using bilateral stimulation of the body to um, kind of bypass the logical thinking center of the brain and get into more of the emotional and physical sensation kind of part of the body and brain and accessing the subconscious to get to maybe issues and stuff that you thought you're good with or had worked on but really there's more to it and so yeah so give us like an example like how how it's some it's a form of therapy is that the correct term you would say yeah it's i guess i guess they would say it's a therapeutic technique oh, okay. so yeah and um like for example uh one one way to create the kind of the stimulation the bilateral stimulation is like with little like vibrators that you can, somebody can hold on to one in each hand and they just alternate vibrating between your right hand and your left hand to kind of get both halves of the brain activated i guess so yeah and so you've you've done some of this right (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've i've uh um been been kind of doing emdr therapy for about the last year so yeah so it's been uh it's been an interesting journey and so yeah yeah, and so, yeah, well, the reason why we bring that up, um, I really liked how you explained how that may have to, how that, that form of therapy, the, uh, I can't remember how you worded it. The I just barely heard about this, seriously, like 20 minutes ago, so <laughs> I'm just barely, I don't, I don't really know what this is, but it sounds really cool. So there's like a, a sensation that they're trying to create on both sides of the body so like some kind of vibration or something happening on like alternating yeah both sides and that. yeah so it, it alternates between right and left okay so they're not ha- it's not happening at the same time on both sides it alternates between uh, okay. between okay. both sides and uh yeah i think that got us into talking about hiking and yeah. how that kind of creates a similar thing because as you walk it, it creates that kind of right left right left hmm. kind of uh stimulation for the for the body as you're moving yeah so do you feel like you've experienced that with hiking before to some degree 
Yeah, I think I have. Um, last year on the JMT, there was one day in particular where I was... Um, it definitely tied in, in for me the idea of kind of the physical sensations creating that that stimulation stimulation but then also um I was listening to an audiobook at the same time that I was hiking and it was it was kind of it it was one on kind of trauma it's just it was fascinating to me in terms of like how the body will hold on to emotions and things from our past and and it was starting to get into some kind of heavy duty type stuff and I noticed that as I was hiking listening to this my body kind of started reacting where it was suddenly like I couldn't keep my balance and I couldn't um like focus and it was really it was really interesting and I and I actually I had to stop listening to the book and I actually didn't listen to it for the rest of the trip <laughs> and and I, I just kind of had to take some some time I kind of stopped I actually ended the, the hiking day early that day and just kind of set up camp and just kind of let my body mull through whatever it was it was needing to um but I definitely felt off for kind of the rest of the day I just I just felt weird and then but what was really interesting was the next day I decided to listen to some kind of really encouraging kind of instrumental music because I had this huge up that I had to do and I was not looking forward to it and yeah. so it's like okay I'm gonna find something that might give me some some energy and motivation <laughs> and as I was listening to that that music at, combined with the hiking I felt incredible like I I just felt so fantastic that I I practically for me I I kind of always struggle with uphills but I like flew up this huge up and before I knew it I was like sitting at the top and I was like what what just happened here like <laughs> what happen? yeah what the heck like that was so it was interesting because it within the span of two days I'd had totally opposite reactions but and how my body reacted to that as I was as I was hiking was huh. really interesting to compare the two the, the differences between the two yeah so. huh. that is interesting yeah i think because uh, earlier when we were talking about this um i can't remember how it got brought up exactly i guess i think i was talking about i was like freaking out when i was on the jmt like my last three days yeah. or something like that i was like yeah. <laughs> I was, uh yeah and I, I don't remember everything but i was alone for my last i think six days on the john muir trail for about the last hundred miles or something like that and yeah i uh i remember i don't know what was going on if i was just getting really tired or something but the first couple days of me doing it solo and like trying to bust out like really big miles really big miles for me um was great like it was a great adventure it was fun to push myself but then for around like the third day of the six i just started like feeling really jaded and like just sick of being out there i remember taking my trekking pole and like swinging it at trees and stuff like i don't know what was going on and heidi said something like that i think must have what brought up what we're oh, talking yeah. about um that you know something about hiking and how you know that that movement that left right stimulation from your feet c 
can possibly cause you to start it brings up things or I can't remember how you worded it I think I think it wasn't like that like it 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 taps into your subconscious and yeah and then it starts bringing things to the surface that your subconscious is like hey there's something here you should pay attention to or you know maybe maybe something you need to kind of work on or yeah. kind of let it run its course I think huh. I think that's kind of how we were started talking yeah. about it so yeah and then I uh I know I talked about like my friends and his and his mom and stepdad who each had kind of some stuff going on in their lives and they'd heard about how like going on long long walks could be really healing and so they went and decided to do the PCT yeah. and um my friend in particular was going through some pretty rough stuff in his life and um to the point where he'd kind of in a way given up on humanity and was ready to be a hermit in the woods and when he he said that it I, I talked to him afterwards and he said that that yeah that doing those like long 20 you know 30 mile days and just that just the just the walking just that something about it he said really was incredibly healing for him mm. and he, that he, he came back a different person and kind of ready to not totally give up on on people or, or relationships and yeah. whatnot so huh. yeah yeah i think that i love that because i feel like i've experienced it and there's yeah there's that time the jmt and i think there's been other times in my life but jmt was the the biggest one where i was something was coming to the surface man and i was like and it wasn't constantly but it just it flared up a few times that last week where i was just freaking out and so frustrated you know and i don't know what it was but there was something there but i think on top of that what i've experienced more so is like when i got into hiking stuff i didn't grow up really doing hiking i mean i was in scouts and stuff maybe going to hike here and there and camp here and there but you know it wasn't like my thing it wasn't my something i would say that i like to do you know until like my maybe mid-20s and i started just getting into just walking around town and the reason why like i couldn't really put a finger on what it was but it it's because it it felt good like it felt like you know when you're getting a massage and you got this big old knot you know and they're like working on it and you're like oh oh but it feels good because it's like it's getting rid of something kind of thing and uh that's kind of what it felt like to walk like it just i didn't want to talk to anybody i didn't want to listen to anything i just wanted to walk and it just felt good and it's still that way you know if i if i really get to the core of it that's why i like to run that's why i like to hike because it feels good like I, it's therapy for me yeah. And there's a lot of other reasons too, but it, and I, I can't put into words what exactly it's doing. I just know it feels good. It feels like I'm like when you're putting your computer on a defrag or something, you know, yeah. that's what it feels like. It feels <laughs> like it's just, everything's getting sorted out and put into place and stuff. And so when you're talking about that, it really resonated with me. It's, it's actually interesting that like you bring that up again, because as you were saying it, I remember I was like, oh, that's right. When I was a teenager in all kinds of crap was hitting the fan in, in my family life and, and stuff, I every day when I got home from school, I'd go for a hike in the hills behind our house. I'd take my dog and I'd go for a hike and I would just like, I'd hike for a bit and then I would just sit on this one particular rock and just kind of like 
be and let just whatever and then I would keep hiking but I remember I I would do that every day I wonder if that was some way for for me and you know as as a teenager just trying to let things kind of work out or something but yeah Yeah. I did and I always felt so much better when I got when I got home and could kind of go on with the rest of my day after I had gone on that hike in the hills yeah so huh yeah i mean i I don't know i'm definitely partial to there's all these you know things people can do you know cycling or mount or rock climbing or whatever you know yeah uh riding zebras or something i don't know if zebras (laughs) are even rideable you know i I heard they're pretty angry sometimes there was that one time, I don't know if you ever grew up watching the old classic Disney movies with Family Robinson, but she rode a zebra. No, so there you go, Fer, oh. you got another bucket yeah. list on All right. ride a zebra. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I don't even know what I was saying. Oh, yeah, so I'm definitely partial to leg stuff, you know? Walking, hiking, running. Um, so I don't know. I'm sure these kind of things... If, if, probably also affect these other sports you know yeah i'm sure there's just something something about moving your legs man that really helps me at least i would i think i would agree with that yeah it's interesting because i don't know i i do enjoy i always thought it was like nature it was it was just nature but i think it's the because sometimes when I sit in nature I start going stir crazy I start going yeah. absolutely bonkers but if I'm doing something in nature I, f- I feel really good and that's where yeah I get the enjoyment or like you're saying like that kind of that massage type feeling that like the peace like the inner peace kind of starts to come yeah. to come back and it's definitely been I mean I grew up doing other things like whitewater rafting and skiing and all kinds of stuff but it's a little hard to do some of those activities here in Arizona and so I've stuck more to to hiking but and that's become kind of the main thing that I do in the outdoors and and I don't I wonder if it's partly that I also wonder if it's something with like the, the company you go with too like I had a I had a group of friends for probably about f- three or four years we would go hiking every Saturday morning between October and about April because you know Arizona's hot in the summer but it was just without fail and and while we were out there we would talk about all kinds of stuff you know just general like things we were learning or reading or whatever you know commentary on society but also stuff that was going on in our own lives and I wonder if it was we, we partly we did it because of almost the therapy that was coming from it of just like the moving and the nature and being with these this close group of friends where you could just kind of talk and hash things out and stuff but Hmm. yeah it's it's become so much a part of my identity now going out and and hiking and and especially I don't know ever since I've, I've done the JMT that was kind of I think my first really big I'd done other kind of smaller ones and stuff you know like three four or five day trips but this is like the big really multi-day how do I resupply myself and I had to learn a lot of things 
to do it. And now I'm like planning. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go, you know, hike across the Mazatzal Mountains or, oh, yeah, I'm going to go do whatever like later this year when I'm like yeah I'm gonna hike across southern Utah because why not you know like I (laughs) but um so I also really like the things that how like it challenges me to to grow too but it is it's very I don't know what the I don't know what the right word is healing healing isn't there's 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 more to it than that like yeah. somehow some kind of com- completeness or uh-huh. something i don't know do, yeah. you, do you have a good word for, good word for <laughs> I, I don't know what the word is that's the whole point of this dang podcast i can't figure out what the word is yeah i don't know but yeah i get what you're what you're trying to say there's something else there i don't know what it is i don't know once i figure it out i'll just end this podcast forever there you go. and you'll let me know right keep, keep, yeah. keep me in the loop on that yeah, one i'll post it on facebook when i figured it out um <laughs> uh, i guess yeah one other thing i wanted to ask you about <laughs> if if you don't mind uh at some point in recent weeks we were talking about uh like i don't know exactly how we got on it but something about cool experience that you had had because I was bringing up I think I don't know how it got brought up but it seems like when you do I've talked to a lot of people and including myself when you do some kind of hard hike especially the long ones mm-hmm. you know a through hike or something like that it seems like people have had some kind of cool empowering experience or something like that at some point or some kind of even like spiritual experience or something like that yeah um and I don't know if you'd be comfortable talking about that, or I could ask another question. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. Um, it's. I mean, yeah. I I remember that conversation. I don't even know how we got on that. Yeah, I don't that, remember when it was. Oh, I remember when it was. <laughs> it was out here on the trail. Yeah. <laughs> but um, after a very stressful day, but I don't know how we actually got on the topic, but. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was an interesting moment at the end of the at the end of the JMT. Uh, it was it's hard to fully put into words. You know, it's interesting after I after I told you about that. Yeah, I still have not actually seen the video footage that I recorded of myself. Oh, really? No, I've never. It, it's. I've never seen it. It's still in my the, the SD card's still in my GoPro, and wow. and part of me's like, I don't know if I want to see it. I don't know if I'd be really embarrassed at myself of like, yeah. you know, because I'm like, you know, crying, and it just caught me so off guard, like huh. how how powerful it was, and so I I haven't yet had the guts to, <laughs> to watch. So I guess I mean, you don't have to go into you know whatever amount of detail you're yeah, comfortable sure. with. Um, but just so people listening kind of understand what you're talking about, yeah. no. <laughs> you know, just jumping. I haven't watched the footage of me crying yet. You know, <laughs> no. what do you, what do you mean by that? What's going on? Um, so it was, uh, for those, for those of your listeners, I guess, who have not done the JMT, 
it's it's really rare to sit up on one of the mountain passes by yourself because usually there's kind of people constantly kind of coming and going either from the south or the north and it's also a section of the PCT so you have the PCT through hikers as well and it just so happened that on top of Glen Pass I got about 10 or 15 minutes completely by myself up up there and and Glen was the last pass um, that I had to that was officially on the JMT that I had to get over and so I was kind of sitting up there and I was looking north at, at all the the country I had um, come through and the previous kind of two weeks and all the awakenings that I'd had I'd, I'd had I didn't plan on having a lot of you know kind of realizations about life and myself during those two weeks but I definitely did and so I was I was reflecting back on them and um and I just I decided to make a little video of myself kind of like you know wise words at the end of my journey you know like what on the last kind of big summits and 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 so you know what, what would I say and and so I pulled out my GoPro and I started recording myself and um, the only thing that that actually came out was how much I missed my family and just how excited I was to be able to talk with them the next day and and to tell them that I was okay and and, and not so much about the trip but just just hearing their voices and and just and I was also stunned that they trusted me enough (laughs) to disappear into the mountains for two weeks and just trust me that I would be smart and I'd keep myself safe and and I'd come out on the other side and and it really just it shocked me because that was not that was not what I had planned to say. That was not what I had um, expected, anticipated at all. And and that's where the emotion came from. That's when I kind of was crying because it just it just really really hit me in in that moment how much how much I was a part of them and they were a part of me and it was a, it was a whole number of emotions and thoughts and feelings all kind of bundled up into one as I sat up on top of Glen Pass so yeah that was that was kind of that moment yeah yeah that's cool thanks for talking about it again (laughs) uh yeah that's cool um yeah I don't know I definitely have had pretty similar experience on the JMT and I, I think other people probably have as well Maybe I'll talk about that another time, because I might run out of topics for podcasts, so (laughs) I need to save that one. (laughs) We'll run out of things to talk about. Um, I guess... Okay, there's one thing I just... I gotta ask you, because out here at our job, Anasazi, here in Arizona... Heidi is the part of a lot of legends, and sometimes these legends turn into folklore, and you're not sure what's real and what's been fabricated throughout time, you know? And there's one particular legend 
that I know you yourself have heard many different versions of. Mm-hmm. The old... You know which one I'm going to bring up? Yes, I do. I, I'm pretty certain I know which one you're going to talk about. Even if you, it's the wrong one, I still want to hear whichever one you're thinking it is. I want to hear the truth. Okay. But, yeah, the one I'm thinking of, the truth about the snake. Yeah. <laughs> I figured that's the one that you were Yeah, so to. can you tell that story? I'd like to hear that story. Okay, only, only if I get to tell the whole story. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Because... For some reason, it, it. I will say, this is another one of those stories that has come to mean a lot to me. And, um, and so I usually only tell it if I can tell the entire thing. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm excited. Okay. So, I've only heard this like second and third person about 56 <laughs> times. And I think I've told it probably 100 times to other people. And I don't even know if I'm telling the right story. So this is great. I'm sure it won't be nearly as outlandish as probably <laughs> the things that I've heard. Those those are always funny when I go into one of the bands and they're saying something. And I'm like, oh yeah, that was me. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I'm like, it wasn't that as impressive. But um, so yes, it was. Uh, it was in March of 2010. No, yes, 2010. Um, March of 2010, and it was one of those unseasonably hot marches, so the rattlesnakes came out earlier than usual, and uh, we were down on Tangle Creek, which is in the Tonto, a few miles south of where we are right now, and um, I, we got into camp, we had, we had finished our week's hike, you know, happy, glorious day, and it was just a beautiful, sunny, kind of warmish day, so I decided to take a little afternoon nap, you know, because why not? after after hiking and uh so i'm laying there and i had my head propped up on our first aid kit kind of like a little pillow and so i could kind of i could look down kind of towards my feet and um just kind of laying there in the sun and i as i was laying there i I felt something on my arm and and it was i was like right on the verge of sleep you know where you're kind of half awake half out of it and and normally when you're in the outdoors and you feel something on your arm, you just kind of brush it off. You just, you know, you just, whatever it is, I'm just a bug or something. So you, you kind of swipe it off. And I had this very dis- distinct thought come into my mind of like, don't move, open your eyes. And so I did. And I was looking straight into the eye of a rattlesnake. <laughs> so <laughs> it was sitting, it was sitting right on my chest. Oh. And, um... So, you know, as I'm looking into the profile of a rattlesnake, I, of course, my heart starts going like nobody's business. And uh, I'm trying to control my breathing so that the snake's not just bouncing up and down on top of me. And uh, I just, oh my gosh, that was, that was so nerve wracking. Because I knew if I moved, I, I wouldn't be able to move fast enough. It was going to strike me. And, and so I just tried to stay perfectly still and kind of sending good good vibes to the snake kind of some good thoughts of like i don't want to hurt you please don't mess with me just kind of just go on your merry way you know just (laughs) just just please leave me alone kind of a thing and and he sat there for probably well a good minute at least it felt that long i don't don't actually know how long it was but it felt like an eternity yeah it was long and then he just went off kind of down and then off one of my legs and off into the, off into the grass. And, um, 
I, I guess I said something. I'm not quite sure what I said. But everybody in, the, in my group, they said it sounded like I'd had a bucket of cold water dumped on me. <laughs> and I, they're like, what, what, what? And I was like, I just had a rattlesnake on my chest. <laughs> and everyone's like, of course, it's a bunch of teenage boys. So they're like, what? Where is it? Let's kill it. You know, me. Kind of, and I was like, no, don't mess with it. And he was, we saw him and he was big. He was probably a good five foot long Western diamondback. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, and so I... Um, I, I radioed into our backup, our field backup, and kind of told him what had happened. <laughs> and uh, and there was a, a gentleman up there who, who's, you know, been in the outdoors for, oh gosh, 30 plus years now, 40 years, um, named David Holiday, and he overheard what had happened, and and he uh, came in. I don't know if it was later that day or the next day, and he told me he's like, in all my years in the wilderness he's like i've never heard of something like that happening um which really stunned me i i mean yeah he's, he's a pretty seasoned guy very very seasoned guy um he's he's somebody who i really look up to and admire and i've learned so much from and um when he when he told me that that he'd never heard of anything like that happening and the fact that the the rattlesnake never rattled it never it never called it never felt threatened it was it kind of became almost like a a, a spiritual type experience huh. in that i mean the snake knew that i was a big living creature like because they can sense you know heat they, that's that's what i was looking for so it it sensed my body heat long before it got to me and i figured oh i was laying in the sun it just wanted to warm up whatever but then he was sitting on top of my heart yeah. so it it felt my heartbeat and and so it knew that I was some kind of living being yeah. and um, and I I don't know like uh, and so it just became kind of this really special moment that where the snake did not feel threatened by me at all that it felt comfortable to kind of come over and just spend a minute of its life with me and um, at you know, at Anasazi, we have the, the seven paths, and one of them is the path of animals, and and it talks in there about how, you know, all all kind of creation and animals speak and listen. It's only man that's hard of hearing, and and in that moment, it kind of it really brought that to life to me that it that we really are like we're part of something, and and that really whatever we put out in the universe is going to come back. And I guess my, my heart and my way of being were, were at peace enough that it felt comfortable being with me. And so I, uh, yeah. So I only, I only tell that story if I can tell, because everybody wants to hear the hype, you know, and like, Oh my gosh, can't believe that happened. But I'm like, but for me, it's something really special. And so, I, I don't tell it that often anymore unless I can, unless I can tell the whole story and I, and I kind of feel like the audience will be receptive to what it, yeah. what it's come to mean to me. So that's cool. Yeah. So there wow. you go. Now you have the whole, now yeah, you have the there's true story. the truth, ladies that's and gentlemen, we don't want to hear any more of these lies. <laughs> See, it's probably not nearly as interesting as what <laughs> you heard or have told. So. Heidi reaching down and biting the head off a snake or yeah. something like that. That's cool, though. That's really, really cool. I have a dream that 
um, someday kind of a similar type of experience but I want not necessarily a rattlesnake I don't, I don't know how I'd feel about that <laughs> one curling up on my chest but uh, I have this dream that I'll be sitting around a fire a lonely fire at night you know all alone on a cold night you know and uh, then all of a sudden on the outskirts of the firelight a beautiful coyote just, you know, starts gingerly walking towards me, kind of scared, you know. Maybe its tail is, you know, down, kind of scared. And I'm just saying, hey there, little fella, come on over here. And then it just keeps coming over. And then it just comes over and just curls up on my lap. And I just pet the coyote all night. And it's just so great. Aww. Either that or a bear. I want the same thing to happen with a bear. So, I'm trying to put that kind of energy out in the uh, universe, so maybe I'll wake up to a coyote or a bear on my chest. So, I'm going to follow your lead, Heidi. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I, I hope that could happen for you, because that'd, that'd be a pretty cool experience. <laughs> yeah, because I want a cool story to tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I can always one-up you anytime. Be one yeah, of those one-upper guys, you know. That's true. Talk about a rattlesnake on your chest. Like, oh, yeah, well, I had a black bear on my chest. <laughs> Just sat down. <laughs> It'd be a whole nother situation. <laughs> uh, well, it was a good talk, Heidi. Yeah. Thanks for doing basically the same talk twice, back to back. Um, but I guess I'll let you go to bed now. Thanks. It's dark outside. Yeah. So, all right. Well, good night. <laughs> <laughs>